0: Hey everybody, I am Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. What is up everybody? I hope you had an amazing holiday with your family and happy new year we are in the year 2021 thank god um, I'm so excited for a new chapter a new journey and I love a fresh slate so I'm really excited for the new year and I've got so many new goals for this year and so much I want to accomplish and I'm very hopeful for the future and I hope that you're doing well hope your family is doing well hope that you're healthy and I hope that you've been liking these episodes I've been really trying to add a lot of value for you all and I'm excited for the future of the podcast. I really am and I'm going to be spending a lot of time Uh, devoted to the podcast to provide as much value as I possibly can uh, for you all for free and to elevate the beauty industry as much as I can. So look forward to new episodes. I'm going to be sharing a little bit with you guys about me personally, sharing with you a lot of business episodes, a lot of stuff about my life coaching, and I really just hope that this podcast is something that can boost your spirit, boost your mood, and um, be something that you can look forward to. So Thank you so much for listening. In this episode, I'm going to share with you one thing that will change everything. And I'm going to start the episode by just sharing with you all a little bit about me. I I don't think I've ever done an about me episode. I've interviewed on a lot of podcasts and I've done a lot of about me episodes on other podcasts. And um, I've never done one on here, really. So I just want to share with you a little bit about me and my journey, what I've been through, um, what I'm known for. And I know a lot of you guys follow me on Instagram, but I'd love to give you a little more personal uh, taste of who I am. So my name is Gina Bianca. My real name is Gianna Maria Bianca, very Italian, but I go by Gina. I always have and always will. Um, I just, I don't know. I just don't connect to the name Gianna and probably when I get married, I'll change my government name to Gina. But some of you guys know my real name is Gianna and it's really funny. I get weird messages, not weird, but like funny messages from you all. Um, But yes, my government name is Gianna. You can call me Gina. And um, I'm 29 years old. I'm from Connecticut, born and raised here. And I've been doing hair for almost uh, 12 years now, 11, 12 years now. And I started my journey at Paul Mitchell, the school in North Haven, Connecticut. And I started beauty school when I was 17 years old, uh, basically as something to just fall back on. And I really wanted to be a plastic surgeon because I love transformation. And I loved those before and after crazy plastic surgery shows. But let's be honest, you guys, I did not go to school that much when I was in high school. Um, I would cut class a lot. I was not good at school, especially when it didn't interest me. So if it didn't interest me, I wasn't doing it. And it's funny because I always went to summer school every single year for math. And (laughs) I just like was not into high school. And I, I I wanted to go to college, I wanted to do something else, but you know, I didn't really get in anywhere, and to be honest, I didn't really apply anywhere because I missed the deadline, but um, you know, when I was thinking about what the next steps were for me, I told my mom I was just going to work, and I always had a lot of jobs, I always had like five jobs, and she was like, no, you have to do something, you can't live at home and not go to school. And I'm so grateful for that because uh, that was what gave me the opportunity to go check out my options. And I always love to get my hair done. I always had different hair. I talk about this in a few other podcasts I've guest starred on, but you know I was bullied a lot growing up um, for a lot of different reasons. And I would always change my hair in high school. And like when I was like in middle school, high school, I always had extensions, long hair, short hair, all different colors. And that was like really my way to deal with that. And it was really my way of like transforming myself and reinventing myself. And it was just something that I always did. I always wanted to reinvent myself and be somebody new and hair gave me that. So I was already like loving hair, but I never really thought to go to beauty school because I never thought I'd make a lot of money. And of course, I want to be a plastic surgeon because you make a lot of money, right? But I was never like thinking to go to hair school because I didn't know if I'd make a lot of money. So it was kind of like, well, maybe, but at least it'll be something to fall back on. So I ended up going up uh, to the Palm School and going for a tour. And that's when my life changed forever. I went for a tour and I realized, I was like, oh my God, I love this. I have to be here. And I loved how happy everybody was. And, you know, when I went to school, it was an amazing, amazing experience. I had a lot of classes starting at the same time as me. Um, so we had great fundraising. We always had good guest artists and Like, you know, DJ Muldoon was a guest artist. Robert Cromines and Mary Cromines were guest artists. We had, like, all kinds of people uh, coming in and teaching us. And it was just, like, a really incredible experience. It was just something that was, like you know life-changing for me and what I learned the most from beauty school is values and really just like professionalism and that gave me so much confidence not just behind the chair but as a as a person like to have that like professionalism and you know even just saying my pleasure instead of no problem like things like that that just like elevate elevated me as a person in my opinion like those are the things I value the most from my training. Of course I learned how to do hair and uh, I did really well in school. I was always a visionary. I was always saying yes. I was always coming in early, staying late. And I loved my experience there and I I really am grateful for my training. And I took a lot of advanced education and I was always that person saying yes. Then when I got out of hair school, I was working at a, a salon. It was like the best salon in Connecticut. And it was really like, you know, you work there for a few years, you Get your ass kicked as an assistant, and then one day you walk into a full clientele, and it's you know what a lot of people did. It was really well known, salon, they're very busy. And, um, that's where I worked. I was like, okay, great. This is great. And it was about an hour from my house. So I was driving really far and I'll just never forget, like, you know, being an assistant there, it it was okay. But like, it was not for me. Like I was not the type to do like a two-year assistant program and that's okay. Like a lot of people are not that type. Like I'm a go getter. Like I want to create my destiny. I don't want to be led into it. And I didn't know that I was just assuming like, Oh, this is what you do. And what changed for me was, um, one day, me and my best friend Chelsea, Chelsea Kyle, she's amazing. She's a famous photographer in New York. And she's famous to me. She's amazing. And um, she was, she's my best friend. And we would, Try to make money and do these gigs on Craigslist, and and right now it sounds creepy, but back then there were a lot of gigs you could do. So one of the gigs that we found was to hand out surveys for Virgin Mobile, and you had to dress up like a little monster, and it was at the Lady Gaga concert in at the Hartford Civic Center. So I was like, we have to do it because we both love Lady Gaga so much. And that day, um, I went to my boss. I was like, hey, I won tickets to see Lady Gaga. I totally lied. I was like, I won tickets to see Gaga. And can I please go? And they were just like, no. And I just quit. I was just like, okay, bye. And I just left. And (laughs) that was one moment that like shaped my future and shaped my destiny forever. Because, um... I will never forget. And I have such a connection to Lady Gaga. Like, as if you guys know me and follow me, you guys know I love her. Um, and I'm, like, I, like, she's, like, one of my mentors. She, I'm not just, like, a fan. Like, she's, like, one of my mentors. I look up to her so much. And at that gig, we were working, working, working. And then we got to sneak into the show to see, like, one song. And I remember she was singing Speechless. And she was singing just on the piano. And I remember, like, just the feeling of that moment and like just that moment I said to myself, I was like, I will always follow my heart. Like I will always do what I want to do, especially like, you know, I could have just said like, okay, I'm going to get fired or okay. I can't come. Um, but I just, I like knew I had to be there and I wanted to be there. And it sounds like maybe a little spoiled decision, but it wasn't, it was really just like, you know, if someone came to me and said like, Hey, I won these tickets or like I have a once in a lifetime experience, like you're assisting shampooing hair like it's not life or death I don't think in my opinion unless you're fighting for a position with a bunch of other people I guess maybe I don't really know but I was kind of like I have to go and this is ridiculous and I love Gaga and for me as a 18 year old I'm like this is once in a lifetime I have to go because I could never afford a Lady Gaga ticket back then and I'm glad I went and it was a moment for me that connected me to her forever it like bonded me I was like I love her she changed my life Then, um, a couple weeks later, I was like, all right, I need to find another job. And I ended up getting a job at a great salon in Connecticut. Really great place. I worked there for two years. And um, I started my business, like, on Groupon. Like, she put me on Groupon and one of the reasons I'm good at pricing and building tickets and upselling is because I had to add on a million bowls of color for color corrections from Groupon. You know, people would come in and be like, okay, I'm getting a full highlight gloss haircut for $90. But you know, I had to like, figure out a way to build these tickets so I can make some money and so that like you know the salon wasn't losing money because Groupon was a nightmare for us it was awful um but yeah so like I built my business starting on Groupon and I worked in the salon for about two years and it didn't work out so I left and I took the last money in my bank account and I went to bartending school I had $600 in my bank account I took it I went to bartending school and I was just like I'm just gonna figure it out but like I need something else to make money Um, and I started bartending and doing hair at another salon and it was completely different than the salon I was at before. You know, the salon I was at before was a oil salon. I got paid hourly or commission and whatever's bigger. And you know, I had a consistent paycheck, but this new salon, I didn't have a consistent paycheck. I was working for commission and the salon didn't really do much to bring in clients. So I was like, all right, I'm not making any money. I'm bringing my people in but I'm paying commission. I'm getting paid commission on them and I didn't think it was fair at the time because I didn't really know much. Um and I was just like I don't know, like I'm not making money, like I'm working a lot but I'm not making anything and I really wanted to move forward. So I was bartending and then I started doing hair in my mom's kitchen. Now, I don't recommend but I kind of recommend because I mean this is what I did and it's part of my journey. So um I started doing hair in my mom's kitchen and um it was great. I mean, I had my station set up and I would just charge everyone $100 and they would come in. I would do highlight, uh, my first ombre I've got pictures of, I've got like so many pictures I got to share with you guys, but you know, I was doing hair, doing hair, doing hair. And I, for like two years, I was doing hair in my mom's kitchen for a hundred dollars per person. And it was great. I mean, I, I loved it. And then one day my neighbor, (laughs) reported me for having too many cars in the driveway because I was killing it like I was making money I was doing I was doing it you know I was really doing it and um, I was like okay I guess I have to rent a chair now so then I was renting a chair at seven different places not at the same time I moved around like seven times you guys to find the right salon because it was really hard for me to fit in because I was so busy and people didn't like it they were so jealous And I had a horrible, horrible experience with a salon and they ended up stealing a lot from me. And um, like I went on vacation and they were so jealous and like it was just such a horrible, horrible experience. It was very traumatizing for me, made me feel like I really didn't like the industry, made me feel like I was always going to have to work alone. But, you know, I was always very busy and I was very nice and I was very and I always tried to help people and the wrong people sometimes when you are you know doing really well jealousy comes in all different shapes and you know sometimes when you're kind and when you're doing really well and you know when people look at you and they can't do the same for themselves you know it just magnifies what they can't do and they hate you and um It was a really rough time for me and I moved around a lot I was in a kind of toxic relationship and um, I decided I was like I need to open my own place and it was something I always wanted to do but I had to save and I tried a few times to open a salon but I couldn't get approved for a business loan Um, I was trying to get grants like I was trying to get money and not go into debt and I couldn't even get into debt I couldn't even get approved so I got the door slammed in my face a lot of times And this was a blessing. And I always say rejection is God's protection. And all these doors being slammed in my face were just redirecting me to the right situation for me. So long story short, um, I decided I was going to open a salon. I decided I'm not going to rely on anybody else. I'm not going to rely on a loan. I'm not going to rely on a family member to give me money. I'm not going to rely on a grant. I'm not going to rely on anything. Like I'm going to make this money. So I dedicated. I hired an assistant. I raised my prices. And... I worked four days a week, 15 hour days. I was working like seven in the morning until 10 at night. Like I was just working, 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 double book, triple book. Like I was taking a lot of clients. The salon I was working at actually made me rent two chairs because I was taking so many clients. And how I got so busy was social media. You know, during this time, this is when Instagram first started. And what I would do is I would take pictures of all of my work. I would take videos of all of my work. And this is like when the first freaking iPhone was around. Like, this was not like high tech stuff. Like, my content was crazy looking. And I do have pictures of it. And I'm thinking of doing a social media course, like, just like a low key like thing to show you guys my story with social media like how I started how I evolved and I have so many pictures I want to show you and I do want to talk with you about strategy so that's probably coming soon but you know I've been using social media to grow my business forever and it hasn't always looked pretty but it worked you know so I was busy 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 refer uh, referrals 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 and then a lot of social media Um, that was really filling my books and then I saved up $28,000 uh, and I opened my salon and I was broke. <laughs> I was so broke, but I bought a lot of nice things. Like the chairs were very nice. A lot of the stuff I got was like, um, you know, from pier one or, you You know from different places like some of my things were from like restaurant depot like i got really resourceful uh when it came to my salon like i didn't have resources so i needed to be resourceful and i did really um everything i could to make it look really nice on a budget and i did put on credit cards my freestyle systems my hanging blow dryers oh my god they were a major key um, but I put those on a credit card, and then once my salon was open and we were working, I paid them off right away, and then I paid off my student loans right away, and then I paid off all my debt right away, and it wasn't, I wasn't taking a paycheck until, you know, for a while because I was working so hard to be debt-free, and I listened to a lot of Dave Ramsey, and you know, it's really a blessing that I never got approved for a proof business loan because I really needed to do this on my own. So then flash forward, uh, four years later, three years later, um, we decided to expand Gina Bianca Hair, my first business. And I expanded from 1,800 square feet all the way to 4,000 square feet. And it was a huge salon, a lot of people working there, and we were team-based pay. So during that whole time, I was coaching with Strategies. They're an amazing company in Connecticut, and they teach you like the college part. It's like going to college to be a business, uh, business owner for salons. They teach you everything about numbers, everything about cash flow planning, Everything about everything—it's it, a lot, a lot of information. And I was coaching with them and going to a lot of classes with them. So I do, it, I do have a lot of experience in business, not only from figuring it out, but I was really training in business. And I ran my company very well, um, very affordably. And uh, it was great, and I built a great culture, had a lot of great people, and the salon was doing great. Right before we closed, we were doing almost a million dollars, and it was great, you know. um, It was incredible to have my salon growing, 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 growing. But what ended up happening is I ended up falling in love with education more and more because I was training a ton of assistants. I was still focused on social media, and then my career, career just evolved you know, it evolved very quickly and I was able to teach classes and make money that way and touch more people. And, um, you know, I was obsessed with teaching and, you know, a lot has happened in my salon and I talk about it in other episodes, but I'm going to try to keep this episode as a, you know, quick, quick story for me. But all in all, I ended up closing my first salon after about five years. And I ended up going all in on education, and I opened a booth rental salon called The Network. So I've done employee-based and booth rental salons. And now my rental salon is fully occupied, 16 chairs fully rented. And um, we focus on education. We do beautiful events. Uh, I built my education business from absolutely nothing, Um, from training assistants and an Instagram page, I built it to an event business. So do you have a lot of experience with events and education, whether you're learning to do virtual education, whether you want to do education in person, whether you want to travel, I've done it all by myself. And um, I built those kinds of businesses, you know, from nothing. So I have a lot of experience in the business. And it's something that I'm really proud of. And it's something that I'm never gonna stop you know I I love this business and there's just so much opportunity so anyway flash forward to now I am the owner of the network salon that's my booth rental salon I am a traveling educator an educator at the network I do events where you can come and rent the space and do events we host people to do events and then I do my own events and I have this podcast I work for Joico as a global salon business expert I do life and business coaching and, yeah, and then I maintain my social media channels providing you guys amazing education. And those are some of the things that I do. And, um Yeah, so it all really started with hair school and it all really started with a cosmetology license. You know, one of the biggest things I want to give to the industry is the hope of a compelling future and I want to help elevate the beauty industry. That's my mission. My mission is to elevate the beauty industry and what that looks like is helping hairstylists take it to another level and and share with you that there's always another level. So for me, I started with my Cosmo license. I was an assistant assistant a student a student assistant stylist independent stylist salon owner for both both models educator beauty influencer all of these things started with a cosmetology license. And the question that you, you can ask is, why, why not me? Why can't I do that? And the answer is, you can. And I hope that by following my content and by listening to this podcast and consuming the free resources I have for you, I hope that every time you listen to something that I create for you, every time you watch it, I hope that that message comes through and shines through for you, that you can do it and you can do anything that you want in this life. So here we are now and um, it's 2021. All of us had a crazy ass year last year and I'd like to be vulnerable and share with you a little bit about one thing that has changed everything for me. And I still have that episode about how I lost 80 pounds. that's going to be coming soon. I've been really busy and it's coming. I just want to make sure I give you a ton of value. so I'm still planning out the episode. but um, my life has changed drastically in the last year. and I have to be honest with you guys over the last year I realized that I was not okay. Um, I was dealing with a lot of issues. Um, one of the issues was, you know, that I'm a workaholic. I can barely manage stress. Sometimes I have a lot of addictions. One of my addictions was to marijuana, and I was literally promoting this all over Instagram, like posting pictures of me smoking and, you know, saying this is the solution. And to be honest, you guys, last year in you know August, late August, I realized that. This was not the answer for me. I was so stressed out with what COVID had done to my business. It has demolished my traveling education business. And, you know, everything is happening for you. It's not happening to you. So last year was all meant to be, but I was having a really hard time dealing with the fallout from the pandemic. And something that I did all the time was I would use cannabis and I was prescribed by a doctor, but to be honest with you, I don't believe I needed that prescription. I believe I needed trauma therapy because I had gone through a lot of trauma, not only in my childhood, not only in high school, in my teenage years, not only in my business, not only in my relationships, not only with my family, not only being bullied, um, but with financial impact of COVID on my business, it was extremely traumatizing, uh, for me. And I have a lot of trauma in my life and how I deal with it is work, you know, so it's all work, 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 create, create, create. And there are other addictions that I have and, and, you know, drugs I've always loved drugs <laughs> and alcohol has always been not a friend pretty much an enemy for me. But you know, I I have had my, my issues with those things. And in September, September 15th of 2020, I checked myself into rehab. And I was there for 45 days. And I had three roommates, I lived with 10 amazing women. And I went from doing whatever I want, whenever I want, to being in rehab, in a psychiatric hospital. And the reason I made the decision to go was because I knew that I could not stop by myself. Um, It was really hard for me to not smoke every day. It was really hard for me to um, not use my pen every day or to not use the oils or, you know, I was using marijuana as pills. Like I was taking cannabis pills at like 180 milligram pills every day. And I would wake up and I would take like 60 to 100 milligram oil in the morning and then I would rip my pen all day and then I would... um, Um, Take a pill at night, and it was really just to not feel like shit because I was not feeling good, and it was all used to numb and deal with the stress of not only the working, not only um, the trauma that I've been struggling with my whole life. You know, I've always had addictions, I've always had issues, um, and I just I manage them really well. Um, I, I there's no better or worse, but it's like the worst kind of addict is the you know, the functioning, high functioning addict because nobody realizes they need help until they're not okay. And for me, I've always put on a great show that, like, I'm doing fine. I can do it. I can handle it. I can get through this. And, like, that's great, but, like, I needed help for myself. And um, I needed to take a break. And I don't know if I would be okay without one for much longer and I'm just really grateful for the last year because I got paid in different ways and I finally stopped took care of myself and I think that from here on out my life is just going to be so much more beautiful so I'm just so grateful for the whole experience even though you know being away and going through all of that was the hardest thing ever it was like the most difficult thing in my life. But it was the best thing that I could ever do for myself. So if you're struggling, especially, you know, I get a lot of messages because I've mentioned this here and there on Instagram. But, you know, you don't see everybody's posts all the time. But I did get a lot of messages from you guys saying, you know, I'm really glad you're talking about this. Like, I, I think I have a problem with weed. And I was just like, can you stop? That's the question is, can you not smoke anymore? Can you put it down or are you addicted to it? Because it is very addicting and it's very numbing. And my opinion is that, you know, we're put on this earth to do something beautiful and amazing. And we're put on this earth to change lives. And we're put on this earth to do, you know, something very special. And I feel like when you numb out who you are, you can't do your mission. You can't do it. So for me, getting sober, getting clear on what I want to do... Um, It's a biggest gift for me. And I know what I want to do, especially in my career. It's never been more clear to me that I'm put in this industry to help elevate it and to help take it to a whole another level, especially for the people who need somebody like me, who need a mentor, who feel alone, who feel defeated, who don't have the education, who don't have the resources around them. Like, I want to give you that resource. And um, I cannot do my mission unless I take excellent excellent care of myself which is going to lead me into uh, what this episode is all about and it's the one thing that will change everything let's take a quick break I can take a breath (laughs) listen to a little bit of music and I'll be back in a second and I'm going to share with you the one thing that will change everything and how to start right now living the life that you're meant to live Thank you guys for letting me share with you a little bit about my story you know that's kind of the tip of the iceberg really in the very quick quick version but just a little bit about who i am you know my background um my background really is as an entrepreneurial person in the industry i've always followed my heart followed my dreams and i've had some incredible mentors who have led me to be you know the person i am today i always say like i am equal parts uh Robert Cromines, Tabitha Coffey, Tony Robbins, Nina Kovner, and Lady Gaga. Like, I'm all equal parts. And Neil Dukoff from Strategies. Like, I'm all equal parts. Like, these amazing, amazing mentors who have educated me and who have been so kind to share their story and their journey and their experience. And them being so real and amazing and and sharing the way that they do and the education that they've put out, you know, that was what makes me who I am. And then, you know, my authentic experience of trying and never giving up, that is where you get me, you know? So I don't know. I'm just really grateful for my background, my education, my experience, the good, the bad, the ugly. The words I live by are life is not happening to you, it is happening for you. So, Every experience I've ever gone through, it's all meant to help me learn these lessons and, you know, accomplish my mission, which I truly believe is to elevate the beauty industry, help others and leave this industry way better than it was when I got here by sharing my story, being myself and being there for you. So, again, thank you so much for listening to this and thank you for giving me a place where I can be myself. So I'm going to share with you guys the one thing that can change everything in your life. And this all comes down to your value system. And I've done a podcast on values. uh, I think it was episode one or two back in when I first launched the podcast. And it's called The Invisible Forces Controlling Your Life. And, you know, I'm going to do a lot more episodes on values in the future. And it's something that, you know, I want to talk about with you guys because it is the most important thing so I just want to share with you um, something that changed my life it changed everything for me and it's something that can change everything for you and you don't have to do exactly what I did to have this breakthrough maybe this podcast will give you the breakthrough I don't know maybe maybe this is what you need to hear at the right time and I hope that it is for some of you so let me tell you a little story about how putting myself first And putting my health above all else changed my entire life so back in December of 2019 I went to an event a Tony Robbins event called date with destiny and I went to this event and one of the things that you do at the event is you figure out your values and he calls it rewiring your brain so you pick all your values you put them in order and it really shows you on a piece of paper like who you are as a person and what is running your life Um, And for me, my values were like security and significance. It was really important for me to feel special. It was really important for me to feel safe. And these two values, when they run your life, it's a very difficult life full of suffering because not like a beautiful life is a life full of uncertainty. And it's really important for you to be able to handle uncertainty and handle challenges because that's where the beauty of life comes from. And if you can't handle these things, they're going to happen anyway. You're always going to be suffering. So I was always focused on money. I was focused on success. I was focused on looking successful. Like, I never wanted anyone to find out, like, you know, like, I'm a big loser. You know what I mean? And I always had these feelings of my life, like, you know, growing up as a kid, being bullied and really, like, you know, going through a lot of trauma and adversity. Um, I was sexually assaulted. I was raped when I was in high school. And, you know, my self-esteem, you know, from all of that was crushed. And it's not even the rape, it's the lack of validation. You know, I was bullied mercilessly after, and no one would believe me or care. And, you know, after things that like that that happen to you, it's really hard to have any self-worth. And for me, it's something I've struggled with my entire life is... You know, feeling worthy of being here, taking up space, being alive. Um, and for me, when I was looking at my values, it was very clear to me that, like, I was covering all of this stuff up. I was just trying to look successful, be secure, have enough money, be cool, have the best car, you know, be famous, like all of these things. And those were what I valued. And the things in life that really give you a beautiful life are not things. So for me, One of the things that I had to do was I had to reprogram my brain. And this happens from making a decision. So the decision that I made that day was to put my health as my top overall value. First always is love because love is the most important thing in the world, in my opinion. Then came health. Okay? Health, and this is the whole point of the podcast when I say the one thing that will change everything. Putting yourself and your health, your overall health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health first before anything else will change your life forever. Now, whenever I talk about this, and especially to women who have children or who have a lot of responsibilities, the, it, there's always a million excuses. There's always an excuse. Well, my kids, well, this, well, this, well, this has to come first, this has to come first. And what I always say to people is if you're not here, if you're dead, If you're dead, how can you take care of all of the people that you want to take care of? How can you do all of the things that you want to do? And there's always these excuses, but what ends up happening is people don't want to take the time and be with themselves and love themselves enough to take care of themselves. Most people are very codependent, especially hairstylists, very codependent, and they want everybody else to take care of them. They want to get their needs met from other people, and they don't want to slow down and face themselves in the mirror and say, like, okay... This is who I am. This is what I need. I have to take care of this. You're relying on other people and I was doing this. I was relying on outside validation and I was relying on everybody else to make me feel loved, to make me feel, you know, safe, to make me feel appreciated and all of those things. When in reality, like I have to love and appreciate and accept myself. And when you love, appreciate and accept yourself, your life will change forever because then you're not looking for it always in all different ways. So when I talk about putting yourself first, what I'm saying is this. Before you do anything for anybody else, what needs do you have that need to be attended to and taken care of, right? So when you're putting your schedule on your books, is your schedule, your personal schedule already on there? Are you making your schedule for everybody else or are you making it for you? When you get up in the morning and you start your day, are you doing anything to spend some time with yourself? Are you doing anything to be present with yourself? What are you doing in the morning before you go off to take care of everybody else? What are you doing to take care of your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health? Some things that I do in the morning is I will wake up very early. I wake up around 4 a.m. And the reason I wake up early is because this time in the morning is critical for me to take care of myself. It is absolutely critical for me to take care of myself before the day starts because there's always a good excuse to put myself second after 9 a.m. The phone's going to be ringing. The business is going to need me. I'm going to be on my phone. I'm going to be answering messages. I have a project to do. There's always going to be a good reason when the day starts to put yourself second and your brain will always make that reason the most important. So you have to understand this and accept this and say, okay, I have to do something. I have to take action and I have to overcome this. I can't just be like oh well I'm too busy or oh well I have too much to do or oh well the kids need me or oh well this is like you know the excuse it's just an excuse you got to wake up earlier you have to ask for help maybe you have to go to bed a few hours earlier maybe you have to get off your phone at five o'clock so that you're not all wired all night and not able to sleep. Maybe you have to talk to your doctor about why you're not sleeping. You have to take action and find out what these problems are and how to overcome them. You can meet your needs for certainty and significance by always having problems and having the most significant problems of anybody in the room. Or you can meet those needs by making changes in your life. Making certain and significant changes in your life. I know it's a little tough love, guys, but stay with me. Anyways, back to what this episode is all about. This episode is about the one thing that will change everything, and that one thing is putting your health first. So let's talk about your physical health, okay? So there's four kinds of health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. There are four kinds. So let's start with physical. The first thing that you have to do is if you are able to walk, run, move, you need to exercise, okay? I know that some people are not as blessed as others, and we, if we have all of our limbs, If we're able to work out, if we're able to exercise, you need to be grateful because there's some people who cannot do this. There's some people who get their leg blown off serving this country and can never run again right now. And um, you need to be grateful that you have all of your limbs if you have all of your limbs. And when people say like, oh, I I don't know, I don't want to work out or I can't, I just cannot deal With that excuse, if you have all of your limbs and you're able to go for a walk, you need to go for a walk. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I think it's very important that if you're able to exercise, that you use the beautiful gift of exercise, the beautiful gift that your body is giving you, the ability to move. I recommend exercising for at least an hour a day, um, 30 minutes minimum, 30 minutes minimum. Get out of the house, get in nature, walk around, do some yoga, do something to nurture your physical health. I highly recommend having a workout regimen that you follow every single week and before you put anything else on your schedule that your physical health is nurtured first. Not just your physical health, all health, but we'll get there. The next kind of health is mental health and this is something that's incredibly important and one of the first pieces of advice I give anybody is to start going to therapy. I have two therapists uh, that I see and it's very expensive to do this but it's something that I will sacrifice going out to the bar I will sacrifice going out to dinner. I will sacrifice money to get these therapists and to take care of my mental health because without me I'm not here. If I don't take care of myself, I can't do all of the things that I want to do. Without taking care of myself, I'm going to be incredibly burnt out and resentful and angry and anxious, and I'm not going to be able to work at my best level. I need to take care of my mental health. So I always recommend to go to therapy. I have two therapists and business. I have multiple business coaches and two therapists. So when it comes to my mental health, I'm very, very, very serious about it. And you should be too. Another thing to think about with mental health is work life balance because if you do not have a set schedule and you don't have boundaries in your schedule, you're going to lose your mind. Uh, if you're a workaholic like me, it is so important to check yourself before you wreck yourself. You need to have boundaries around your schedule. So before you schedule anything else for anybody else, you have to take time for yourself, whatever that looks like. So if you want to Google ways to support my mental health, I'm sure you can find a million ways to support your mental health right now. But the first piece of advice I'm going to give you in 2021 is to get a therapist. You can go to psychology.com and you can type in whatever kind of therapist you want. You know, if you've experienced trauma like me, you know, if you've had, you know, bullying, if you grew up with domestic violence, if you were raped, if you have different kinds of abuse or trauma, you can type this in to the psychology.com and there will be therapists who specialize in this it is not hard to find a therapist but what is hard is finding the right therapist so if you're looking for a therapist and you try one and you're like I don't like it it felt icky and it wasn't the right person try another one you have to keep trying like if you if if I say hey have you tried seeing a therapist you're like yeah well I didn't because it felt and I didn't like the person whatever and then you never tried again I don't feel bad for you Like, I don't feel bad that you had a bad experience. This is just to be expected. When you're trying to do something new, your brain is going to want to keep you safe. Your brain, your ancient ass brain is going to be like, this is icky. I don't like it. Stay safe. Don't do it. You need to be stronger than your brain. Like, you have to do it. You have to make it happen. So my next advice is to get a therapist. And if it doesn't work with the first one, try it again. If it doesn't work with the next one, try it again. If it doesn't work with the next one, try it again. You can't give up. If I gave up every time the going got tough, I would not be here where I am. So I would be a horrible coach and a horrible mentor and horrible podcaster, in my opinion, if I sat here and gave you advice that um, I wouldn't take myself. So if it doesn't work, try it again. Definitely, definitely start seeing a therapist. It's the first way you can nurture your mental health. The website is actually psychologytoday.com. You can literally just Google your area and find a therapist. Like I always say, ask God, ask Google, then ask Gina, because if you're not utilizing Google and doing the Google searches and like using Google as your best friend, you're you're just missing out. And if you need someone to hold your hand all the time and you have to ask questions to other people instead of doing the work yourself, your life is going to take so much longer. Like your goals are going to take so much longer. If you don't have resources, be resourceful. Use Google. It's the number one thing that you can do to get things done is to use Google and get the answers. Don't wait in my DMs for two weeks to get an answer. Google it, find somebody in your area and try it out. Okay, just try. Put in the work, put in the effort and try. The next piece of advice I want to give you for your emotional health is to really start getting in tune with your feelings. And what I mean by this is stop numbing. Okay, this is a big ask for you guys, and some of you may not be able to do this without help. So if this is something that you're struggling with and you need help, please ask for help. Okay, if there's one thing, if I die tomorrow, if there's one thing I want to get across to the entire world, it is that asking for help is a sign of strength. Okay, I grew up with asking for help means you're weak and no one should show their emotions and their feelings and you have to you can't show weakness, vulnerability is weakness. No. This is not true, okay? If I die tomorrow, I want you guys to know that asking for help is a sign of strength. If you cannot do something yourself and you have to ask for help, there is no shame associated with that. You may feel like, "Oh my god, oh my god," but you have to do what's best for you, okay? So if you have to ask for help, you have to ask for help. So when it comes to your emotional help, excuse me, health, when it comes to your emotional health, my biggest recommendation is to start feeling your feelings. And how you're going to start feeling your feelings is going to be to take a break from numbing them. When I went to treatment, one of the biggest things that I noticed was um, when I stopped smoking marijuana and using cannabis, one of the biggest things I noticed was the anxiety that I felt was physically showing up in my body, okay? So for the first two weeks of treatment, I had incredible burning chest pain, Okay. Incredible burning chest pain. And it turns out that The Body Keeps the Score, which is a great book by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, all about trauma. Amazing, amazing book. It's called The Body Keeps the Score. But one of the big things is my trauma, stress, anxiety, fear showed up in my chest and it felt like a burning flame. Okay. And it would not go away. Feeling my feelings was one of the most difficult things to do because I've always been distracted by it. I've been distracted by it with work, with my phone, sex, weed, uh, food, anything that could distract me from my feelings and my emotions. And it was one of the hardest things in treatment to feel my feelings and my emotions. It was the hardest thing to do because I wasn't used to it. Okay, I've been numbing for 20 years. I've been numbing for as long as I can ever remember. And I've never felt these feelings before at full strength. So if you're numbing with drugs and with alcohol, my challenge to you is to stop. I'm not going to judge you, okay? Um, I'm not going to look at you any different. If you drink, if you smoke, or if anything like this, I I just will never look at you different. I will never judge you, okay? However, for your emotional health, you've got to feel your feelings at some point you have to feel your feelings at some point it's the most beautiful part of life is to lean into these emotions and learn from them you can't learn who you really are if you're always numbing who you really are so um, however you have to do that and that could be through meditation through deep breathing through sobriety even just like when you feel the feeling instead of going out for a drink maybe just sit with the feeling you know what I mean um, just sit with that feeling and be with that feeling and say, where is this coming from? And then maybe validate that feeling, maybe validate it and give yourself what you need, you know? So if I'm feeling super anxious because, you know, I've got no money in my bank account, you know, COVID-19 has decimated my business just as much as other business owners. We were closed for a lot of months and I had no income from education, which is my main source of income. And, you You know, I sometimes will look at my bank account and have an anxiety attack. Okay. So if I'm feeling these feelings, it's important to just stop, feel them, breathe into them, welcome them to be there and validate myself and be like you know what of course you're nervous of course you're scared this is not what you normally go through but you can do this and I talk to myself and give myself what I need Um, if you're always relying on other people to give you what you need you're going to be disappointed because everybody is the center of their own universe and you're not going to get what you need from everybody else you have to get it from yourself so when it comes to your emotions my number one advice is to start feeling them but remember if it gets too much and you need help asking for help is a sign of strength There's one thing to always rely on other ones to complain and to always need to solve all of your problems and not do anything for yourself, like not taking responsibility for yourself or for your emotions or to keep doing the same thing over and over and expect a different result. But if you are going through something and you can't do it alone, it is okay not to be okay, and it is okay to ask for help. So I hope that um, that made sense, and I hope that you know that there is no shame in asking for help, but there also is responsibility on you to stop numbing, feel your feelings, and understand that this is something that you need help with and you have to stop numbing. So if you're anything like me, um, especially last year, you know, when I started to have those feelings, I immediately numbed them. I immediately covered them up. Uh, I would rip my weed pen. I would go have a beer. I would get on my phone. I would start editing a video. And, you know, my work is very fun. So, you know, it doesn't it's not like I'm, you know, numbing and covering it up with work. That's like not fun. So I never really saw it as a problem. And workaholism is so rewarded in the world. It's just so rewarded. So it, it really isn't an issue. But when you have no life and you're not feeling your feelings, it's an issue. And workaholism and perfectionism and all of these things that I personally struggle with, these things are the source of stress. And all other addictions are really just poorly managed stress. So the source of my stress was always work, money, um, tra- unresolved trauma, and all of those things. So instead of feeling my feelings, I would just cover it up, cover it up, cover it up. So if you're having the same challenge, ask for help, okay? Um, if you can't ask for help, please try to be brave and ask. Please try again tomorrow. Just please try. Um, and, you know, I just wish for you, if you're hurting, if you're listening to this and you're hurting, I just wish for you for the courage to ask for help. And I wish for you that you have the right people around you who will help you. And if you don't, I pray that God puts those people in your life. And if you start to ask for help and you start to really be who you truly are, if you start to put yourself first, you guys, if you start to put yourself first, and I promise you, if you put yourself first and you embrace who you truly are, the right people are going to come to you. The things that you need are going to happen. I can't. I, it, it's the number one thing that will change everything. Because when you put yourself first, everything is going to happen for you. Because you can truly then start to live your mission. Because you're being yourself. You can't be yourself if you're numbing. Okay, the last piece of advice for your health, and like I said to you in the beginning, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. The next piece of advice is your spiritual health, okay? And I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about spirituality, and I'm going to keep it short because, you know... I, you know, I know this topic can get strange, but for me, spirituality is meditation and being present and being with myself quietly. And I have a very difficult time doing this. Okay. I'm not perfect. I am not doing this on a regular basis. It's something that my goal is to do twice a day. Um, My transcendental meditation, it's something very important to me that I want to do twice a day because I know that the difference between who I am now and the next level version of me is just 20 minutes of quiet time every day, twice a day. Because during my meditation, when I'm quiet and when I'm truly in the present, that is when I get what I truly need. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. So truthfully, spirituality is one of the most important things in my life. It's one of my number one core, core values that make up who I am. Because, you know, when I told you guys from the beginning, the one thing that will change everything, putting yourself first and putting health at the top of your values list Many people, their primary need is the need for certainty. And we all know uh, from 2020, we all know from the last year that uncertainty is a possibility. And many people did not function well with the uncertainty because many people value certainty and security first. What I'm trying to tell you, and I hope that this makes sense. What I'm trying to tell you is if you can meet your need for certainty in another way, like through your health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritually. If you can meet your need through taking care of yourself and through your health and wellness, you are going to be so much happier. You're going to be so much calmer. You, you can't be certain of everything all the time, but you can find your certainty through taking care of yourself. For me, my certainty with spirituality is, you know, when I see a repeating number... The meaning I give that is, you know, somebody's watching me. So if I see 444, that means a lot to me. If I see 1111, I know I'm manifesting. I know I'm manifesting. I know it's going to happen. If I see 19 anywhere, like we always see at the salon, 619, 419, 219, like we always see 19, that to me means manifestation and spirituality and and, um, spiritual growth. And I know it might sound silly, but life is a lot about the meaning you attach to certain things. So something bad can happen. I could be like, everything bad happens to me. Or I can see something as simple as a repeating number and be like, yes, this is great. So it's really about the meaning and the mindset and, you know, how you care for yourself. So... You know, for me, health is my number one priority. Before I take an opportunity, before I say yes to something, before I take an offer, before I book a client, before I put something on my schedule, I'm like, okay, am I okay to do this? Like, does this meet my need for health? Is this gonna, am I putting myself first here? Am I setting boundaries here? Am I being real here? And all of these things are contributing to my health. And I really think it's important for every human being, and I'm talking to everyone, not just hairstylists, I don't know who listens, but you know, I'm talking to every single person who will listen to me and say the biggest thing you can do to change everything in your life is to put yourself first and value your health above all else. It is the most transformative, life-changing, game-changing thing you can possibly do. And if you're having an issue doing this, you need to have leverage. You need to have a reason why. What is the reason why? For me, my reason is so I can achieve my mission of elevating the beauty industry, so I can be around for my children and my grandchildren, so I can be a healthy partner for my fiancé, so that when I get pregnant with my first child, that I'm in a positive and beautiful state, so that when my child is in my womb, I'm calm and relaxed and not stressed out. So when, um, you know, I have kids, I'm present so I can break the cycle in my family. What are your reasons why you need to have a reason bigger than yourself to do these things? And if you don't know what that reason is, you have to find yourself. And how do you find yourself? You put yourself first and you take care of yourself. Do you see everything that you want to do starts with you? It starts with making the conscious choice of putting yourself first and putting your health first. Nobody can make this choice except for you. Nobody can put you first except for you. Even if somebody is making you the center of their universe, this is not what you need. You don't need outside validation. You need to take care of yourself from within. You have to take responsibility for your life. It's up to you. You have to do it. Your life will change forever if you put yourself first and if you put your health first, okay? So I hope I got my message across, and I hope you like this episode. I really want to just start the year off strong with some advice that, you know, I wish I had. Um, You know, my life has changed forever since I started to put myself first and since I started to put my health first. It's been amazing. It's been one of the most incredible journeys ever to focus on my health physical mental emotional and spiritual and I challenge you and encourage you to do the same thing I believe in you I believe that you can do this and I'm here for you and I will continue creating content that will you know help keep you inspired and motivated and I really really wish you the best And I know that your life is going to be even more beautiful if you put yourself first. So good luck to you. I wish you nothing but the absolute best. I hope that your family is well. I hope you're healthy. I just wish nothing but good things for you. And I thank you again for listening and spending your time with me. I say it all the time. Time is the most valuable resource. We're not getting any more of it. And I'm honored that you're spending time with me. So thank you so much. And it would mean everything to me if you sent me your friends and family. Anybody you think will benefit from this podcast, please send it to them. Share it on your story on Instagram. Share it on Facebook. Share it with whoever. This education for free for the industry and the world, it is an honor to create it for you. And I just hope it reaches the people that it needs to reach. I hope that, you know, something in this episode touched you. I hope that it will help you live a better life and it will help you achieve anything that you're set out to achieve. So thank you again for listening. It's an honor to create for you. And I will talk to you guys soon. Have an amazing day. Happy New Year. And we'll see you on the next episode.